This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. When we started this season of Rocketship.fm on Workplace Confessions, we expected most of the confessions would be, you know, product confessions. This is, after all, a podcast for entrepreneurs and product people. So that would make sense. You're right. Now, we probably should have expected, though, that many of these confessions wouldn't actually be product confessions so much as people confessions. You know, confessions about, well, dealing with people, because (laughs) let's face it. I mean, if you think of the stress and anxiety that your work brings you, no matter what company you're working for, no matter what industry you're in, chances are a lot of times anxiety kind of boils down to people, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I take it today's workplace confessions are more people related than yes. The first one is definitely related to people, but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll get into the details and get into today's workplace confessions right after this intro. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective, where your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. So the first confession is more of a people confession. I think we could definitely call it a people confession. Um, it's an interesting situation that somebody happened to find themselves in, which has very little to do with the product itself, but more on their interactions with somebody at the company. Well, I think you're doing a great job in building up the suspense and intrigue here. (laughs) You know what? I'm actually trying. (laughs) So as much as I love this buildup, why don't we get right into the first confession? All right, let's do that because this one is stressing me out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
No more buildup. Just do it. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's the confession, and I'm going to call this one Crossing the Line. A couple of months after the pandemic was taking its toll, I was laid off from the product manager role I had at a large e-commerce company. It was a bummer, as there were definitely some great people there, and I felt like I was doing solid work. But I understood, as it was such an uncertain time for us as a company even before the pandemic. Fortunately for me, I was recruited very quickly by one of our direct competitors. Given that I was laid off, I didn't have any sort of non-compete that would prevent me from working there. It felt a little weird taking that offer. You know, they were always sort of talked about as the bad guys at the company I was at. But I wasn't about to not take a great offer for that reason alone, given that I needed a job and needed to provide for my family. Plus, the role they were recruiting for was actually a bit of a step up at the role that I had. I'd have a bit more responsibility and would be making a decent amount more in compensation. I've now been there for three months, and it's mostly been a good experience. I feel like I'm settled in with my product team and have a good working relationship with my manager. But her manager, it's starting to get a little weird. My boss, she reports up to a general manager of our business unit. And once he realized that I worked for the company's direct competitor, he started to really try to dig. At first, he'd make comments in passing about me being the secret weapon to beating them. But just last week, he was asking me very direct questions about the product roadmap we had in place. I don't even remember exactly what I signed when I first started working there about things I can and cannot share, but I sure as hell know that it's at best unethical and at worst illegal to share the things that he's asking for. I just played things off like I didn't remember, but the entire conversation left me very uncomfortable. I haven't even brought that conversation up to my boss quite yet, as I don't want things to get weird, but it's already feeling weird. Maybe this guy will stop, but what if he doesn't? I don't intend on doing anything that doesn't feel right, but I definitely wasn't expecting to deal with this kind of prodding. Wow, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot there. There is. So, of course, I've arranged for some backup here. Uh, I reached out to somebody who I've known for a couple years now. He literally wrote the book on product management. That's Rich Miranov. And I picked Rich for this one because Rich often is working with rising product leaders to help them figure out leadership issues. And if this isn't a leadership issue, then I don't know what is. Yeah, this is very, very tricky. We should probably get to Rich on this one. And by the way, Rich isn't a lawyer, so I'm sure he's not going to give us any legal advice. But hey, let's bring Rich in. Rich, uh, you know, I know some of these confessions, you know, they're actually both of these are very different. Um, this isn't the kind where it's like, Hey, I'm having trouble, you know, with coming up with a great roadmap. This is the this is like an internal people issue. But I'm wondering if you've have you have you seen this kind of issue pop up before? I, I have. I, I don't think it's that infrequent. Uh, I think it's very serious, but um, not as unusual as we would like it to be. I think, and mm -hmm. and it really, I think it gets to the meat of what we do in our jobs. That's bigger than just being product managers. It's being um, thoughtful, honorable you know, good people, employees who support our companies. Um, I think this could get serious pretty fast. And, and I, I think, um, you know, I, I think the author here is spot on because it's, it's certainly an ethical issue, but it, it's likely also a legal issue. So I was just looking at some of the stuff between 
Uber and Google and Waymo and those guys who brought the disk full of, you know, algorithms and stuff, it gets ugly. It gets public. It's a black eye for the company and it's a black eye for everybody involved. So, um, you know, I, I think certainly the right place to start is to either forget those things or act a little dumb. Right. I would, I would probably run it past my immediate manager pretty soon and say, you know, I got asked for this. Maybe it wasn't so important, but I'm a little uncomfortable. Uh, I don't want to go there. Right. Um, and, and you may have, you know, this person may have to um, duck and hide a little bit. I would say if the company's really going to pin them down on this, gosh, I'd be thinking hard about, you know, going to legal, going to HR and or exiting. Do you think they should get outside legal counsel um, outside of the, the company? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not quite sure what kind of lawyer I would go to on this. Maybe an IP yeah. lawyer, but but I'd expect the lawyers to give me a more narrow legal view like, mm -hmm. gee, let's look at the documents you signed if you remember what they are. Right. right. And, and I think this is broader than that. I think this is... Um, you know, are you a good citizen in the in the tech sphere? Well, it sounds like this person is thinking the right way, which is like erring on the side mm -hmm. of of not sharing that conversation you mentioned that you ought to have with their GM. Um, maybe also send a follow up email. So something is like, yeah, in, that's in right. That's too, right. Right. On your side. Sure. And, and, and I'd have one last thought because I'm always trying to think about how we all can help. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and what I'd say is. Um, if this person has that conversation with the GM and the next thing is they, they have their uh, ID card and e email taken away, I'd say, drop me an email from your personal side. Tell me that it's you. I don't know if I know anybody who's hiring, but I'll go out of my way to reach into my network for folks I know in your industry, as I think everybody else would, because we all, we all pay it forward. We all owe a debt to everybody else who's doing product stuff behind us or in front of us. And somebody who's in a bad situation needs some help. And so, I, you know, I'd hope anybody who's, who's picking this up on the podcast would have a similar reaction you know, whether they're in that right market or not. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. So before the break, we heard the first confession of the day, a people issue, if you will, something that I hope can be worked out somehow. And for our second confession. Well, it's another issue that Rich is pretty well suited to consult on because it has something to do with hiring. I know it's a topic that's near and dear to Rich's heart, actually. So um, this confession is about, what, getting a new job? Sort of. The confession itself is actually more about the process that somebody has to go through um, as they're interviewing for a job. But let's just hear the confession, which we're going to call the Interview Roadshow. I'm a seasoned manager who's recently laid off due to COVID downsizing. I don't hold any ill will against my past employer, even after spending the last five years with them. I get it. Times are tough. But now I find myself in a whole new, remote job market that feels vastly different than the last time I was looking for a new role. In fact, it's been over a decade since I was both unemployed and looking for a new job. I have a mortgage and my partner's hours were just cut back, which adds to the pressure of needing to find a new job. I'm also still getting used to interviewing with strangers over Zoom. I'm fortunate that I've had several companies reach out to me after my company announced the layoffs, but there's one thing that keeps coming up and it's bothering me. The take-home assignment. Is this a new thing? 
I've been asked several times to prepare strategy presentations to be either submitted in writing or pitched in front of an executive team. Each of these presentations will take several days to prepare for, and even though many of them offer a few hundred dollars in gift cards, nothing guarantees that they won't cherry-pick my ideas and hire someone else to execute them. Is this normal, or is this a red flag? Please help. Yeah. What? Even if they compensate you, do you think it's it's um, legitimate to put in that kind of time or even give that kind of research back? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, th I think yeah. it depends a lot on the situation. Um, uh, I don't look for that. I mean, I, yeah. I've written a lot about what I'm looking for in in interviewees. And mostly I, I expect them to have downloaded the product if it's a consumer product and tried yeah. it for five minutes. If okay. it's an enterprise product, I expect them to have scanned the website and thought about who my customers are and maybe looked at some, you know, some competitors got a feature matrix or something, right? But, okay. you know, that's 45 minutes, right? an hour and a quarter, maybe. But, um, you know, beyond that, I, th I think it's a lot. Uh, it also makes it really hard if you're trying to interview at more than a couple of companies and they're all assigning you a full week's worth of work. Um, they're stealing from what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, one other slice there. Uh, there's a possibility to say, you know, how about if you bring me on as a contractor for 60 days sure. and pay yeah. me right. and pay me, right? Because, um, you know, I think I'm going to love the company, but, you know, whatever. And you guys are pretty sure you want me, but you got some concerns, right? Um you know, that's and, and if you're not in another job, if you're unemployed right now, right, if you have this. Right. Uh, I think signing on for 60 or 90 days, what I would expect is within about four of those days, you know, somebody's going to come by and say, wow, you're really kicking a bunch of butt here. And, and we didn't even realize how smart you were. And, you know, we have a better job than the one we were going to put you in. Can we hire you full time today? I like that a lot. What are those red flags that you're looking for in an interview? Um, I think they vary a lot, but a, a, a few things that come up, right? So one is, um, and, and some folks love this, but I'm not a fan of the two-on-one and three-on-one and four-on-one interviews. That okay. feels punitive to me. That feels like, you know, you're trying to get through your doctoral thesis and whatever. Um, uh, you know, there are some companies that handle um, candidates really badly, they get you in for an interview and then you don't hear about it back for five weeks and then they're all excited again, which probably means they brought two other candidates in and made them offers and didn't get closes, right? Um, uh, if the folks you're interviewing with are in some way offensive or mm -hmm. talk down to you, right? Um, you know, uh, in this case, you know, if, if you look at the board of directors and the executive team and they all look the same and maybe that's like gender and skin tone, but even if they all, you know, they all went to university of Michigan together. Right. And I went someplace, you know, I went to some B grade university. Like I have my bachelor's from Yale and my master's from Stanford and neither of those is Michigan. So they're going to look down on me. Right. Um, you know, I, I think we look for those kinds of signals. Um, you know, some of it is, is, you know, whitewashing, it's painting, right? But if they're not bothering to do those things, that can be a hint. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and then um, the other one that, that I think people are down on a lot is when they give you a really complicated assignment to do. So I'm all for doing that on the coding side where, you know, they, they want four lines of Java or whatever they're writing, you know, because right. there's a lot of people who just pretend to make that up. But, but if what they say is, we really want you to take 35 hours and reposition the company and reprice it and tell us which new markets we should go into, right? right. There's a decent chance that what they're doing is interviewing a lot of folks to get new business ideas and they're not actually even going to hire into the job. So, right. so I, you know, I, I think I think everybody should do homework before they interview. And I usually expect an hour or two of download the product and read the website and, you know, check out Gartner if you have it or something. But but if they're expecting me to put 12 hours in and not compensating me for that, that that feels again, that feels sort of punitive. And, and there might be a 100 other good reasons to offset that. But but again, that's a that's a smell. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. So two confessions, and now it's time to talk through what we've learned. <laughs> yes, let's unpack all of this. The one big takeaway from each of us. Ready? I sure am. Uh, and I'll start. So for me, my big takeaway, it comes from the first confession we heard, crossing the line. Uh, for me, I keep thinking about how no matter how complex an issue is, we should never underestimate the value in trusting our gut. The person who made that confession they're sort of asking for advice on what to do, but it came from a place where they knew what was happening was wrong. Uh, they knew they shouldn't just spill about their former employer. Uh, those feelings inside of us when we know that something's wrong, like we have to listen to that. We have to trust that intuition. Um, and yeah, there's a lot more that's going on with their confession. And Rich gave some great advice on that, but I think we should give ourselves more credit than we probably usually do and assume that these gut feelings that we have sometimes that they're actually happening for a good reason. I like that. And yes, sometimes we don't necessarily trust ourselves as much as we ought to. So go in with your gut. That can be very useful advice. Yes, indeed. So, Michael, what is your big learning from today's confessions? Yeah, I'll take mine from the interview roadshow. Um, and I think it's actually very similar to yours where, you know, there's nothing wrong with these take home assignments. Uh, they're becoming more and more common as as employers are learning to vet out future employees that they plan on having around, especially in product where this is this is a position that you you want on your team for two to five years, right? And so so when you fill this, you want to make sure you get the right person. I completely understand where the companies are coming from in these, but I get the applicant's viewpoint too. When they have to do three or four of these, that can be daunting and, and it can feel like maybe you're getting taken advantage of a little bit. And so I think in the same way, it's trusting your gut, figuring out, do I trust the process? Um, do I feel like they're they're crossing a line? walking away when when maybe it just doesn't feel right it's probably not going to be a good position for you if they're already kind of giving you those uh those red flags but knowing that this is part of a standard hiring process and so if you've got a good vibe go forward with it put in your best effort hopefully you land that next big position i like that i like that so Today's episode's all about trusting your gut, it seems like. And and I like that because I think we ought to do more of that. Sometimes we don't really trust ourselves, so we should trust ourselves more. All right, so next week, we have two more confessions to share. And by the way, if you have a confession that you want to tell the product world about, the, the business world about, um, you can do so in a completely anonymous way. As you see, we hire voice actors to portray these confessions, and you could let us know. 
So email us at team at rocketship.fm. Again, that's team at rocketship.fm. And we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network. And if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.